I'm so glad you're here with me today. It's Kathy with the Rock Your Retirement Show, and I have an awesome guest. His name is Ron Pevney, and for 40 years, he's been dedicated to assisting people in negotiating life transitions. He helps them create lives of purpose and passion. He is the founding director of the Center for Conscious Eldering based in Durango, Colorado, and that is dedicated to supporting the development of conscious elders by offering choosing conscious elderhood retreats and introductory workshops at retreat centers across North America. And it's basically for those in and approaching that period of life that I call retirement, but others call the third age. And they, they hear that call to age consciously. He's written some books, and he'll tell you about those during the interview. So, Ron, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Kathy. It's an honor to be with you. Well, I am really glad that you said that you would come on the show today. I want to find out what it means to age consciously. Well, aging consciously is aging with intention, Aging with a sense of purpose, aging with a real commitment to grow into becoming one's very best in this third stage or third chapter of life that I often call elderhood. I think you could contrast aging consciously with just kind of drifting into getting old, believing that with retirement or with retirement age, The best years are behind you. Uh, Your years of contribution and making a difference are behind you. Believing that it's just kind of a matter of just hanging on as as best one can and hope for the best as one gets older and older. I think that is the contrast of aging consciously. It's incredibly enlivening. It is supportive of health of body, mind, and spirit. If we have a real sense of purpose in our aging, and we are intentional about moving toward that. So really, you're taking aging and for baby boomers, you know, who have sort of changed the world over time, Mm -hmm. you are taking the baby boomer lifestyle and changing it in respect to aging. Because it would be our parents or, you know, parents and grandparents who kind of did that drifting. You don't want us to do that as well, right? You want to change what has happened in the past. I indeed believe that the baby boomers are going to be the driving force in creating an empowering vision for aging. Because in the last uh, last uh, two or three generations, there really has not been much of an empowered vision for aging. I don't think that uh, modern society, you know, in the United States and in in so-called first world countries knows what to do with its older people. And that's why we so often hear about um, in the silver tsunami and how older people are going to bankrupt the country and and, uh, all of these dire predictions. Uh, we, We don't have a meaningful role for older people. We don't have any meaningful understandings by and large about what older people can contribute, how they can grow, how they can make a difference. And I think it's the baby boomers who are going to 
and who are playing the lead role in helping to get rid of this ageist understanding about aging and um, help our society see that our third chapter can be an incredible time for us as individuals who are who are growing older and for a society that very much needs the wisdom and the gifts and the talent and the perspective that come with aging. Do you think it's mostly the U.S. that doesn't know what to do with our older population? I don't think it's mostly the U.S. because uh, I, I've got a lot of uh, of colleagues and connections and you know people who are who are working with older adults in European countries, for instance. And uh, by and large, many many countries are at a loss. You know, as as traditional family structure has broken down, people are so much more mobile. They don't end up living, you know, with their loved ones, with their families as they get older. The traditional role of the elder has broken down in much of the world, and there hasn't been much that's really positive to replace it. And therefore, in uh, countries all over Europe, various of uh, uh, Asian countries, and certainly in the case in the United States, Ageism is running rampant, and uh, it's not just ageism, you know, from others, you know, denying us jobs or failing to see our worth, but so much of this ageism has become internalized in so many people as we get older, and sometimes we're not even conscious of it. So we've got some real um, redefining to do, and that's beginning to happen. It's beginning to happen in many different quarters. You know, there's uh, there's the whole, I guess, an umbrella term that many people use for this whole uh, empowering emerging paradigm is positive aging. Some of us like to speak of conscious aging or conscious eldering, but in a lot of different ways from a lot of different quarters, an empowered vision is emerging, and I, I feel... It's so important to me to be part of that, to be doing, playing my role in that. And I think it's so important for our society and for our world, because I don't, I don't think we can have millions and millions and millions of people ending up becoming viewed as, as marginalized or irrelevant after they pass retirement age. We need the wisdom. We need the gifts of wise elders. And um, I'm doing the best I can do to help promote that kind of an understanding. What would a perfect world look like in your view? Uh, How would we support our elders? Well, it certainly isn't going to look like in traditional societies because it is a different world. But I guess to my mind, in my perfect world, there would be a societal understanding that older adults have a a lifetime, a wealth of experience and wisdom that they can contribute. And there would be an understanding that there's a responsibility that comes with getting older. And that responsibility is to continue to grow and to develop ourselves so that we can serve as, as, as models for younger people. So that younger people can see, yes, you know, growing old can be something that can be wonderful. It's not something to dread. It's a stage of life that can be full of fulfillment and meaning and, you know, meaningful role in the community. 
in my ideal world, the role of elder is going to be reestablished. You know, a critical role that I believe has been lost. And elders, as I see it, are not just people who are old. It's not just another name for an old person. But an elder is somebody who really has made the commitment to, to, to grow and to serve and to make a difference until their dying day. That's what elders traditionally have done in societies around the world. More and more people are claiming that role of elder in the in the world we live in today. And so in my ideal world, elder is going to be an honored role, and all the society is going to honor that role. And as people age and they retire, they're not going to see this as just as an opportunity to go and play for 30 years, but they're going to see this as a chance to be growing, to be somehow serving the community, to be making a difference, and to be engaging in activities that maybe they didn't have time to engage in when uh, when you're busy raising a family and having to make a living. Yeah, because it is it's not all about uh, being an elder as I see it isn't all about somehow being being out there serving and giving. It's also about developing parts of ourselves that maybe we haven't had a chance to develop prior to retirement age. Exploring avocations, exploring potential talents, seeing the world, doing things that bring us joy while also feeling and honoring a commitment to somehow make a difference as elders so that our gifts and skills are somehow used in service to our community um, as we're getting older. Okay, so let's say I'm 85 years old. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I can still get up and get around, but you know, I, I don't really want to go to class or anything like that. What could I do? This isn't my listener. This would be more of my listener's parents, but I just kind of want to get a feel for what your vision is. Is the elder sort of the younger person who is retired, or would it also extend to people in their 90s and 100s? Like, how could they make a difference? Well, uh, first, uh, Kathy, I would say that uh, as I and uh, a lot of others who uh, I consider colleagues in this work view it, elderhood, you know, if it indeed is a term that we're applying to, let's say, the last third of life, there is younger elderhood, and then there is later elderhood. And a lot of people who are just retiring, people in their 60s and their 70s, especially since uh, a lot of people are enjoying a lot more health now than you know my my parents did and my grandparents, a lot of the younger younger elders are out there certainly being very active because they have the energy, they have the health and the strength, being very active, oftentimes, uh, you know, in visible ways and in, in being of, of service in their community, but but traveling and, and engaging in, in avocations and, and passions and maybe having encore careers after retirement. But also, and this is a big part of what defines the elder, I think, also recognizing that this is a stage in life that calls for more inwardness, inwardness, for paying a little more attention to our inner selves, uh, our relationship to ourselves, our understanding of ourselves, paying a little more attention to our uh, relationships with others, to our emotional lives, to our spiritual development, 
So the younger elders are beginning to feel that call, but they st- generally uh, we still have a lot a lot of energy to be active in the world too. And then when you get up there into your 80s and 85s, what I call uh, later elderhood, then there's going to be for most people less outer activity. And it's going to be a bit more focused on uh, a smaller number of people and on the quality of relationships. And so among some of those people that, that I know in their 80s and even older that are real models for me, Kathy, the difference they're making in their community is they bring a certain a, a presence to their relationship, to their friends, and to their children and their grandchildren. Uh, a presence that only comes from really having done a little bit of growing. Being able to attune yourself to the needs of your grandchildren, to serve as a mentor, and that's always been the role of elder traditionally, a mentor. You know, sharing your wisdom and your joy and your gifts and your love with uh, younger generations. And so I certainly think that... Uh, with 85 and 90-year-olds, they can make a big difference in the world. It's just not as visible and it's not as active. And it has to do with a certain way of being and a certain joy and, and almost like a light. That, And I'm sure you've, you've known some older people that you just want to be around them. It's almost like they, they shine some kind of a light that makes you feel good, even if they're not doing a whole lot of stuff. And that's the kind of elder that uh, that I so much admire and I believe is possible for a whole lot of us if we are willing to aim for that and work toward that. That is so true. I do have several elders that I definitely love being around with. So I love how you have explained to us what your vision is. When we come back from the break... I'd like you to give us one or two actionable ideas on how we can help fulfill this dream that you have. So we'll we'll be right back after the break. Hey there, I wanted to let you know about the journal I created just for you. If you're listening to this show, you must be interested in rocking your retirement lifestyle. After years of interviewing experts and living life myself, I came up with the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. You can listen to that episode here on Rocky Retirement. These pillars are the areas that we all need to keep our eye on so that we can have a great retirement. The journal that I created helps you by letting you set quick daily goals in each area in the morning. Then you rate how you did each evening. And the whole thing takes less than 10 minutes. It also has a place for you to write down what you're grateful for. You know, grateful people are just easier to be around, right? It also has a place for you to track how many steps you take each day, how much water you drink, we know how important that is, and how much sleep you got the night before. Then every 10 days, there's a place for you to reflect on where you're headed. The easiest way to find it is just go to rockyourretirement.com slash journal. If you'd like to support the show and your own life, head on over there. It's less than 10 bucks and could help you rock your retirement. Welcome back. This is Kathy, the host of the Rocky Retirement Show, and I'm here with Ron Pevney. And he's been explaining his idea of what elderhood should be 
He is on a mission to change how people see older adults here in the United States and beyond. So, Ron, welcome back. Before the break, I said I would love for you to give us some actionable ideas on how we can together make your dream a reality. How can we do that? Well, I think, Kathy, an important place to start is taking a look at the beliefs we carry about our aging and about aging. I know that just about a year ago, AARP and several other aging organizations released the results of a major study in which they interviewed thousands of Americans over 50. And they found that the majority of Americans view aging as primarily defined by loss, decline, diminishment, marginalization, and isolation. And if that is the image that we're surrounded with and that we live in, then it's inevitable that a great many of us, to some extent or other, are going to have internalized a lot of those kind of beliefs. And if that's what we believe about our aging, then the odds are that is how it's going to turn out for us. And so an important place to start is to really take a look. Do I believe that that's what aging is is probably going to be like for me? Or is it possible for me to envision a, a, a sense of fulfillment and purpose and joy and growth as I age, even while acknowledging that, yes, there is going to be loss, there is going to be decline, you don't bury your head in the sand, but it's a matter of what, where do we put our focus? Is our focus on continuing to grow and, 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 and be alive and engaged, or is our focus on just gradual disengagement, just kind of retreating into our own, our own smaller uh, little orbits and uh, just retreating into um, a search for recreation and not much of anything else. So belief is a, an important place to start. I think another really actionable and important factor in aging well, I've had the opportunity myself to interview um, various researchers who study healthy longevity in cultures around the world. And one thing that they all say and they all speak to is the vital importance of having a sense of purpose. That's so important for our well-being um, at any point in life, but especially in our elder years, having a sense of purpose. And purpose is usually defined as, as having a reason to get up in the morning that is bigger than just ourselves in our own in our own pleasure in our own sense of comfort and security something bigger than us that that we live for that makes a huge huge difference and some people you know uh, have that sense of purpose i think i do with the kind of work i do is a, a strong and you know it's kind of a visible purpose in the world but not everybody has to have that one can have a smaller sense of purpose too um, what's important, though, is that we are dedicating each day to something bigger than just our own our own comfort. And I know the the man who's oftentimes considered the guru of purpose is Richard Leiter, L-E-I-D-E-R, written wonderful books about that. And he has just a good 
umbrella definition of purpose that I think serves so well. And he says, if you don't know what your purpose is, he says, make a commitment that your most important goal each day is going to be to somehow grow and to somehow give to others. And he said, if that is your number one aim each day, then certainly you're going to have plenty of opportunities to grow. And there's a million different ways for us every day, some small, some large, to be giving to others, to be serving. And he said, with that mindset, making the choice to have that mindset, then that tends to open the door for a larger sense of purpose for many people. You know, some specific thing or some specific involvement, uh, some specific course of action, some specific whatever that might make a, um, a more visible difference in the world. So I, I, I think it behooves us all to ask ourselves after retirement age, okay, do I have a sense of purpose? I mean, why am I here? I may have 20, I may have 30 more years like many people have. What, what, what am I aiming for during that time? Am I aiming to just kind of hang on as best I can to, to the stuff that I used to have and used to be able to do? Or am I aiming for, for something different? Can I see myself growing into somebody else and how will I support that? Can I see myself being a, an elder in my community and making a difference? And how will I do that? Are there parts of myself that, that uh, you know, I'd really like to grow into and develop? And how do I become intentional about recognizing those and, and claiming those and, and having that be part of my purpose as, as part of my, my continual growth? So I think those are two really important steps. I think the third I'll toss in one more, if I may. And that is the vital importance of, of community. And it is the case for so many people as we get older that, uh, you know, because of death, because of illness, for all, for all kinds of reasons, people tend to get more and more isolated. And isolation is absolutely deadly, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so I think it's really important for us to to all do what we can as we grow older to find meaningful community and meaningful relationships in our life. And oftentimes that requires stretching beyond our comfort zones a bit. Because uh, there is a tendency, I even see it in myself, to want to become a little more isolated and to withdraw. And it takes a little bit more, I don't know, more commitment and courage on my part to say, hey, I'm going to you know, I'm going to move past that and I'm going to go and I'm going to find people and find interests and find community that can sustain me and I can help to support them. And so I think we can all take a look at how are we going to have meaningful community as we get older. That's another important actionable commitment to make to ourselves. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been very enlightening. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, now, in the introduction that I gave, I talked about you have a, an organization that helps with some of these issues. Do you want to tell people how they can reach you so that they can find out more about that? Sure, I'd be happy to. My organization is called the Center for Conscious Eldering, and our website is 
Center for Conscious Eldering, that's E-L-D-E-R-I-N-G dot com. And there one can learn a whole lot about conscious aging, our particular approach to it, which we call conscious eldering. Got a variety of articles that are available there where people can learn more about various facets of uh, this way of viewing aging. And on that website, you can see our schedule of week-long retreats and weekend programs and some other programs uh, in between four or five days. Like I'm going to be offering one and a five-day program at Omega in New York this year, which I'm really uh, happy for that opportunity. And another way that one can learn about this work is to check out my book. It came out in 2014, late in the year, and it's called Conscious Living, Conscious Aging. And I think it gives a really good overview of the possibilities of aging consciously, an overview of what it means to be an elder and what we need to do to really grow into that particular role. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been very, very enlightening. Uh, Once again, I really appreciate it. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Retirement. 